This is Being Healthy with Dr. Christian Bramwell, discussing all things health, fitness, and wellness. This week on the podcast, we will discuss which foods are disguised as healthy and which ones are actually healthy. We'll talk about how companies will uh, brand food deceptively and also provide a list of foods that are commonly thought of as being healthy, but are really not. And also talk about some cheap, healthy options. Thank you for the introduction, Say. How you doing this week, my friend? Doing good, man. Back home. Be traveling today, so today's going to be a little hectic, but uh, just wanted to make sure we knocked out the pod before I went back home. Okay, I got you, man. It's what, eight and a half hour drive? No, I'll be fine flying back, but I have a connection, so in total it's probably going to be, uh, I think it's four hours total. Okay, okay. You ever wa- you've been watching this, uh, the basketball tournament? I just popped it on today, but it's like a $2 million winner-take-all basketball tournament. No, you know I what I'm talking about? No, I didn't even know that was going on. Yeah, it's sort of like this, like, uh, pretty much like if you were, like, a, a de- decent player, form of a squad and to go for the $2 million, because is, like, the coach of one of these teams right now. And it looks like a bunch of, like, former Kentucky players versus some dudes from Fort Wayne. It's it's sort of cool, you know what I mean? It's sort of cool. Uh, but, yeah, just popping that on. Just got off work myself a little earlier. Yep, just trying to study up. Got some boards coming up next year, but never study too early. And besides that, trying to record the podcast, but ready to go, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So, sorry. So, first, so first, we'll just start. I'll start off to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna list off some foods. Quick, you tell me if they're healthy or not healthy. Okay. Okay. So, we'll start off. We'll start off one. Kale. Kale is healthy. Correct. Next, Dan and Yo. Uh, no. Correct. You know why? It's not a healthy yogurt. Yeah, because of sugar. Oh yeah, I agree. If almost like almost as much sugar as a can of cola in some of their in some of their snacks, it is ridiculous. All right, my next one. Granola. Say granola bars. Those Nature's Valley or whatever granola bars. Hmm. No, I guess those probably not. Nope. Again, a lot of sugar, and it's just and they also are not good. Not as much fiber as you think it would be. You know what I mean? When I think of granola, I think of, you know like good old hands and nuts and fruits and a whole bunch of fiber, but not much nutrition in that sense. But okay. But yes, yeah, so pretty much yeah. So so everyone knows the topic of the discussion we're we're talking about is whether or not. Uh, foods are branded healthy versus unhealthy, and are they actually healthy or unhealthy? With healthy.com, we give you the unbiased view of what is good for you and what's not. And I always get a lot of people – well, I'll say this. A lot of my patients, I ask them actually whether or not foods are healthy or not. And just to, let, just to tell me what their baseline is because, you know, cause, you know, I'll tell you, side. if you ask the people like, do you eat healthy? They're like, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you leave it at that, you, you – I think you got. I think you're, you're mistaken because then I always would ask. All right, so what healthy foods are you eating? And the answers have been wild. Someone told me they had the General Sal's chicken with extra carrots on top, 
trying to be a little bit more conscious of their diet. I asked another guy, hey, are you getting enough fiber in your diet? It's like, yeah, I eat hamburgers. I'm like, Where, where's the fiber in a hamburger, good sir? Where, where's that fiber hiding at? He's like, uh, the seeds in the bun? I'm like, good try. Good, good answer, but good, a good try, but no. So uh, so some people are like, so I just like to educate people on like, you know, the foods that we're told are healthy versus the foods that are actually healthy for you. So just to, so just to start out, uh, uh, so just to start out, everybody, foods that are the best, healthiest for you are foods that are going to be in their natural forms, not in like you know a wrapper or a package, and they're going to be sold in grocery stores, not gas stations or fast food chains. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So fruits, any of your fresh fruits that you can find in your local uh, produce section, they're good, they're they're good along with veggies. Fruits and veggies are natural; they're good for you. People may people may crap on fruit for having too much sugar, but hey, fruits are good because they do have sugar, but with the fiber and the nutrients they have, can't beat them. Veggies they don't taste good, but they are dang good for you, dang good for you. I always recommend everyone get a big big old plate of veggies once per day. That's all you got to do. Well, so I mean, me, don't want to say vegetables aren't aren't don't taste good. I mean, you know, you're so in fruit, the sugar in fruit is. Tasty. It's not, well, it's not true. It's not. It's not like ice cream or candy sugar. Correct. The sugar, fruit, the sugar in complex carbs. So, what a complex carb is compared to a simple sugar. Simple sugars are anything that is refined or processed. So, Correct. if you're eating anything from white bread to a Snickers bar, those are all re- refined sugars. Those are the ones that make your insulin level spike. Those are the ones that, if you consume too much of, increase your risk of getting diabetes, uh, increase weight gain. Um, cause you to have those sugar rushes and sugar highs that comes from your insulin levels being spiked and that usually occurs with simple sugars as opposed to complex sugars uh, from, or sugars from complex carbs so in fruit that sugar is a com- that sugar is coming from a complex carb that sugar is going to be broken down slowly over time and it's not going to make your insulin spike like simple sugars do sweet potatoes even white potatoes um, unbleached unenriched flour um, white rice or brown rice that is also not enriched or bleached all of that stuff is going to be complex because in its natural form it takes uh time to digest it and it your body right. will process it. so you'll get uh you'll get fuel from that food for a longer period of time in a very controlled state rather than the wild spikes that come preach. from the fine stuff preach and for all those who need what Sai just said uh just simplified up pretty much avoid simple sugars and avoid enriched flour. Pretty much flour is said the simple sugar form of bread, white bread, simple sugars, like fruit juices, stuff like that. Avoid it, guys. But the sugars in are complex because the fruit has plenty of fiber in it that allows slower digestion so it doesn't get absorbed as quickly, therefore less insulin spikes. Could not have said it any better. Yeah, and be careful with like wheat flour. A lot of people eat stuff like wheat flour, thinking that it's better for you. But if that mm-hmm. if the flour that it's made with is bleached and or enriched, then it's refined. Mm-hmm. So that refining process, in order to bleach it or to enrich it, which you know it sounds good that you know the flour is enriched, but it's basically they strip out the nutrients and then put them back in. And that process of doing that allows the flour to be a uh, have a longer life. So that food is not going to end up going bad as quickly which you know it's more profitable if a, if a loaf of bread can be on the shelf for two weeks mm-hmm. rather than, there's a better chance that it's going to get bought uh in that two-week period 
um, before it goes bad rather than if it has to be bought within the one week period before it goes bad. So it just stretches the life of the bread out. That way more people have the chance to buy it, which increases the amount of money that they're going to make while spending less money to produce more loaves of bread. So anytime you put rich or bleached, even if it's wheat bread, it's still it's still going to be refined. And that's not the stuff you want to be eating on a regular basis. Right. So people who have like toast and a glass of orange juice in the morning for breakfast are basically starting their day off with two with a plate of sugar and a cup of sugar. <laughs> this is Mary Poppins. You said a cup of, a cup of sugar helps the medicine. Maybe was it was it a cup or a spoon? It has to be uh, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. All right, and yeah. a cup full of sugar keeps us doctors in business. That's I think that's how it goes. <laughs> I'm just like, but also, guys, real quick. So, a couple of other natural foods you got to eat: nuts, beans, and wholesome meats. Specifically, fish and chicken. If it has hooves, it's not as good for you as fish and chicken. But so sorry, but I think I thought it was interesting that you that uh, how you how you said the point that you know companies will you know they it's they want to profit more on a loaf of bread that can be up for three weeks compared to one week. You know what I mean? So so pretty much it which makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the longer something's on the shelf, higher chance of it is being bought and make a profit off it. That's why a lot of foods are filled with the preservatives they have right now. You know you know what I mean? And and some of these preservatives, they said we know are are some are bad, while some we don't know what they do. For instance, nitrates in beef jerky. Nitrates are for the most part something used to preserve meat. They're not really bad. Like it's super high levels that can cause cancer. But I'm talking like you have to be exposed like chronically for years. You know what I mean? Well, so, but hold on. Well, Chris, hold on right there. So in nitrates. Even in lower doses, if you consume them frequently, and nitrates are common in deli meat too, mm-hmm. nitrates can diminish uh, muscle. So if you're regularly consuming deli meat or beef jerky and things like that, then it's going to be, you're going to have to work harder and eat more and eat better to maintain your muscle mass. So muscle mass is important, especially for people who are older. Um, well, muscle mass is important for everybody because muscle helps your body manage and burn through fat. But as you, but do you think you need to get muscle? But there, are, but I still think there are other ways to get muscle mass than eating those types of foods. You know what no, I mean? No, no, I'm saying don't eat those types of foods. Okay, right? don't eat the nitrates because the nitrates break down muscle. So the mm-hmm. nitrates are what you want to avoid if Correct. you're trying to maintain your muscle mass. Which again, muscle mass is important because muscle mass muscle mass can help you burn fat. Muscle mm-hmm. mass is also important because it helps you stay upright, helps you walk strong, helps you be strong. So especially for people who are older, the challenge they have is one, their bones are getting a little more brittle. Two, they're losing muscle mass, which generally just makes them more and more fragile. So you see older people will walk around sort of like with that hunched over look, mm-hmm. get up off the couch. That's again, comes from a combination of weaker bones and less muscle mass. So, and a lot of the things that we eat as far as convenience, like you make a turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich, you're eating just sugar and nitrates. Yeah, it's very profitable. And, you know, part of that profit helps if your customers don't know it. So that's why, you know, what I mean, you don't see these companies bre- breaking their backs, you know, to tell you these sort of things. Yeah. Instead, they'll sort of just brand their stuff like, you know, what I call vaguely deceptive. You know what I mean? For instance, the one I love the most is like how friends like Snapple or other fruit juices will say, all natural fruits say you look on the back it says this contains 0.005% fruit if that you know what i mean like and and, and but they say it's like all natural so you know what i mean it tastes like natural oranges but there are no actual oranges in this 
and that and that's like the one and also where it says this is a good source of vitamins and minerals i saw this on a friggin' box of pop tarts you know what i mean it's like great source of eight minerals i mean yeah it's a good source compared to nothing or garbage but it's not the best source so they'll say things that you know that deceptively brand people to thinking that it's good but they don't want you to think about it you know what i mean but if you think about it, I'm sure you can see like how how they can you know brand stuff anyway. And you guys out there definitely got to keep an eye look. Here at Healthy, we got your back. So make sure that you guys look out for these labeling and make sure that you look for uh, a look on the back of the nutrition facts to make sure that you see whole ingredients, especially ones without enriched or processed flour or simple sugar like corn like corn syrup. Yeah. Well, the, the rule of thumb generally is uh, what, within like, I guess, the, like the fitness world and for those people who sort of have a natural diet is the longer the list of ingredients on the bottle or the back of the food is the more, the less, the less you should be eating it. So if you, so if you look at, say, mm-hmm. your favorite, you know, snack is Cheez-Its or something like that, and you see the, the, uh, the list of ingredients is... 10 15 20 different ingredients each one of those is a reason not to eat it you know you look at something that's more natural uh closer to being a whole food um yeah like an apple well, no, like nutrition fat like you look at apple. uh like some of the granola companies that are more natural where they'll have a couple of things like one or two pre- preservatives but the list of ingredients is like five things and three of the things are natural real things and then two things are you know a preservative or an additive as opposed to like a cereal mm-hmm. that has like 20 preservatives and 20 additives. And for the most part, there's like two things in it that you actually understand. Like if you read the list of ingredients for your food and you don't actually know what that ingredient is supposed to be, just know that mm-hmm. you might want to avoid putting into your body on a regular basis. I got you, side. But yet somehow a bowl of cereal is still part of a balanced breakfast. Well, I mean, that's... Uh, as I like... Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Like, looking back, and it's like cereal, orange juice, like a little bit of fruit. Like that's a that's a very sugary breakfast. Now that I think about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean the best thing that you're eating there is like a half an apple, but you've already you're adding to that a cup of a bowl of frosted flakes and a glass of juice that might have, you know, what is it, forty, fifty grams worth of sugar right there, and that's how you start your day. But I mean, it's funny we talk about like, being mm-hmm. hyper in class, and then you you give them sugar for breakfast and then get upset when they're hyper in school. Like what else? It would be, it would be crazy if they weren't hyper in school after what they had for breakfast. Right. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Huh? So you, so, okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I'm also, I'm coming from the school. I feel like ADHD is a little too overdiagnosed. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause I agree with you. Like giving kids all these sugars and then we ask them to sit down for like seven hours a day to listen Someone talking about something boring, like, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it should be expected that kids should not be, you know what I mean, fully compliant with that. You know what I mean? Well, I don't have kids and I'm not in a school. I'm not a teacher or anything, but it seems like there's less opportunity for activity that there used to be, um, which, I mean, to an extent is just part of some of the things, like, we're more aware of the threats out there. So we're comfortable putting kids in a position where they could get hurt or be exposed to someone or something. Um, so, I mean, it, I mean, I guess there's not there's, there's yeah. only so much you can do, but. But yeah. So yeah, as you were saying, so I, I agree with your point. 
I said I don't have any I don't have any kids either. But if anyone that ha- does have kids out there want to comment on the food choices offered at their school, we have links in the social media bio below, and we'd love to hear from y'all. But in my opinion, say you're going to like an average, you know, averagely funded public school, who chances are they're getting a lot of their food off contracts from you know these big guys like Kellogg, Tyson. Not actually, not you know, you're not exactly going to get the organic meals that you want that are the healthiest. So throughout the day, kids are probably getting unhealthy meals full of sugar and fat. With combined with less exercise, I can see how kids would be a little bit more restless or have trouble concentrating. You know what I mean, side? Like, it, it's just not it's just not the greatest thing to it's just not the greatest combination. Man, I think you're right. Um, well, speaking of that, let me go through. But I found a list. So this is from Healthline.com. Going to list right. about the eleven biggest lies of the junk food industry and how they use these to deceptively brand the food. So you probably heard a bunch of these before, but we're going to play them. All okay. right. So number one, low fat or fat free. So yeah. pretty much you can guess this. Is, so pretty much this is the lie because it said like, if you do make something fat free and take out all the fat, what do you lose when you also take out the fat of something? Uh, good cholesterol. The flavor was what I was going for my friend. You lose the flavor. That is why bacon tastes so good. As I like, I I'm trying to eat better, but I can never give up bacon, man. It just tastes too good. Like that is just some tasty fat. But well, we, don't to, we don't want to focus on the bad fats, though, and that's sort of the challenges that these companies focus on. They talk about fat as though all fats are bad. So if you drink whole milk, the fat in whole milk is not the same thing as eating, you know, a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or, you know, using butter occasionally is not the same thing as eating a bag of chips mm-hmm. or peanut butter that has fat in it. It's not the same thing as eating a bag of chips. So you can't just assume or treat all fats as though they're bad fats. Like bacon fat is not mm-hmm. great for you. But mm-hmm. in avocado, you don't want to have like what fat free guacamole that there's no point to eating that. Like there's <laughs> so fat free guacamole. It's like, yeah. what are you eating at that point? <laughs> the fat in avocado is good fat that helps to raise your good cholesterol and lower your bad cholesterol and if you remove good fats along with the bad fats then you don't get any of the benefit of these natural foods that can help you manage cholesterol and and blood pressure uh-uh. and, that's people, and that's what people need to know good fats pretty much good fat or what we call HDL it actually lowers the bad fat in your body and puts it in your liver did you know that? Yeah, yeah. That's why I try to eat like natural peanut butter and stuff like that. Oh, well, you're supposed to say no and, and make me look good and smarter, but it, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I agree. So low fat, fat free. So what do you take? So when they do take the fat out of it, not only do they, not only are they taking out the flavor and potentially good fats, chances are they also replace the fat with sugar. So you know all these fat free cookies. They could. They usually have extra added sugar to them, so they're sort of just trying to do like you know the, the looky loo, like look over here and then hit you with it the other way. You know what I mean? And at, and actually there was a stu- and recently there was a study done. Uh, well, actually a lot of studies, but in the New England Journal of Medicine, I, I think this is the best study. Pretty much shows that there was generally not a big amount of weight difference between like a, a low fat versus low carb diet or slash lifestyle. You know what I mean? So it doesn't so pretty much it's trying to say that whether you go low fat or low carb it doesn't matter as long as you're eating better 
you're going to lose the weight. So I don't think people need to stop paying attention to low-fat, low-carb, and just get the natural forms of stuff. It'll taste better and be better for you. Now, number two, guys, we got trans-fat-free. So pretty much trans-fat-free means it has to contain less than 0.5 grams of trans-fat. Now, it's like, like most foods do have that. So in general, most foods that, are, that you think could have trans-fat, so your donuts, your cakes, ice creams, they, have, they are not fully trans-fat-free. So especially, this goes especially true with the more processed something is. Like, for instance, those uh, Chips Ahoy cookies. They may say trans-fat-free, but chances are there's going to be a little bit in there. It's just hard to make something with that much fat and not include trans-fats. Also, avoid the word hydrogenated. Usually these foods that are full of trans-fat have hydrogenated oils in them. Pretty much hydrogenated oils equals will clog up your arteries and help you give heart disease. I mean, help you get heart disease. So hydrogenated fats are just fats are just saturated in fats. So it's, they're the worst kinds for you. So that's number two. Number three, side as you pointed out, anything that anything that may say whole in quotation marks. So as I said, like whole grain flour, chances are if it's a flour, it's not good. As my as my brilliant co-host side was saying that you that they can take, you know, what starts off as good, you know, wheat, wholesome ingredients, but they're going to pretty much pulverize it to a flour so that all the good fiber and nutrients are lost out of it. So you just get the basic flour, which is not good for you. So just because it says whole does not mean it's whole grain or wholesome for you. Holy moly. I, I just had to say whole again. Rule of three side, rule, rule of three. Okay, man. <laughs> Number four, gluten-free. So pretty much, so so-called gluten-free products are off, are you know, as I said, they they can be lo- loaded with unhealthy ingredients. Just because something doesn't have gluten doesn't mean it doesn't have fat or extra cholesterol. So just because something don't get be fooled by just be saying gluten-free, it's better for you. A bag of potato chips can be gluten can be gluten-free as much as they want to, but it's still full of fats. And number five is my favorite one, calories per serving. So, 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 so you know how they use the trick with calories per serving, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, explain, you want to explain to them like what calories per, what the difference is a calorie per serving and total servings? Well, serving size is essentially, I think there's been some regulatory changes to increase what the serving size is or the amount of food in a serving size. Uh-huh. But essentially, the trick that these companies would use is reduce the the size of an individual serving size, so you can then say that the the impact of that serving size is reduced. The calorie count would be reduced. The total amount of sugar in that serving size would be reduced. Mm-hmm. However, if one serving size is equal to four norm, normal sizes of food that you would actually eat in one sitting, then essentially you're eating four times whatever the listed serving size is. And that's normal because nobody's going to eat the amount of food that they say is, you know, equivalent to one serving size. So it's like when you go and get a bag of chips and they say one serving size is like 10 chips. No one's eating a bag of chips, eating 10 chips, <laughs> you know, every <laughs> they eat, you know, they fill up a bowl and maybe they eat the bag of chips in like three or four sittings. Or they eat it for dinner. Yeah. I mean, like sometimes <laughs> you come home late from work, you're like, you know what, forget this. I don't feel like cooking. And some people will eat that. And it's not like <laughs> not doing that 
Hopefully you're not doing that on the regular. <laughs> oh no, I I done that a couple of times. Like I know the exact feeling. Pretty much. Yeah. Last time I did it was like uh, about six months ago. Like I just got done with like a 19 hour day. I I was like, yeah, dude. I just had like a. It was it. No, it was like half a bag of cheese. It's I just ate to the dome. Yeah, but I mean that stuff like. I mean, if you're gonna do it, at least you should be able to know reasonably what it is you're putting into your body. But I mean, you got to end up doing like you know algebra or calculus to figure out what you actually ate uh-huh. because the spoon sizes aren't actually gonna match like what human beings are gonna eat on a regular basis. Uh huh. And it's a good trick, you know what I mean? Because I said like you just look off the right off the bed. It's like, oh yeah, this pop tart only. Oh, this pack of pop tarts only two hundred and ten calories. Oh, nice. And then, like, you know, it's, like, right under there, you got to look, like, you know, people, I feel like people get so excited to see, like, it's good for you that they don't want to look at the rest and be like, oh, wait, it's for the, oh, it's each Pop-Tart. So, you know, doubled up on calories. So, yeah, yeah it's out, it's out there. It's out there. And then, and then, and then, yeah, so then besides that, as I said, another one of my, like, as far as the honorable mention, is the fruit flavored. I hate it when they say so much, like, oh, it's all naturally fruit flavored. It's like, as I said, like, I don't know, like, it's fruit flavor, it's fruit, naturally fruit flavored with 0.000010% fruit or something like that. I think that, so, real child guys, just because something says fruit flavored does not mean there's fruit in it. This is true. Mm-hmm. There's not enough fruit in it to actually help anybody. But this product contains, there is about... One twentieth of an orange in here. Oh, natural. <laughs> There's an orange in there, so you know they get the benefit, the advertising benefit. Okay, I got you. So, all right, so side. So, so let me. So, so all right, guys. So, let, here's a here's a couple foods I'm going to give our audience that are cheap alternatives to like you know these foods that are proclaimed healthy foods for you. And as I said these foods are more natural and they'll be low cost, so keep your wallet happy. And your waistline in check. So as I said, Sai, so I had to, so I, I so snack. I would say this: snacking is an art. Is snacking is an art because as I said, like when you're, when you're snacking, chances are you're the most likely to eat something you know that's, that you don't want. So that's why you got to make sure you do the preventative stuff to snack smart. Number one thing: do not keep anything that you can binge on with like with a full serving in your house. By that. I don't buy any big tubs of ice cream. I don't buy any big bags of chips anymore. It's like once you eat a half a bag of, che- of Cheez-Its, you just, you, you, just don't, you just think life about yourself the next day. It was an experience. I'll say that. Yeah, just, pretty much it just felt like crap the next day. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much <laughs> processed cheese a man can eat before he just gives away. Uh, but, yeah, so, don't keep, so keep that stuff out your house. And then besides that, when you do go to the store – Make sure you just write a little list on a couple of foods that you wanted to get. So, for instance, like me, I write down two foods that I'm going to get try out for the first time, you know, to keep me excited, to, to keep me away from the snack aisle. So this week, I actually bought an Asian pear for the first time. An Asian pear is pretty much like a Japanese apple. It, it sort of, on the outside, it looks like a pear, kind of has a texture of one, but tastes pretty much like an apple. So that was pretty cool. And then besides that, I got myself a new flavor of Triscuits. Tried out the smoked Gouda. And they were good. They were good. So, okay. 
Yeah, what about you, Sai? Like, what would you say you're like, what would you say you're like, uh, what were your healthy snacks of choice? Like, or any new healthy foods that you've been on? Um, I don't really eat, uh, I mean, I guess healthy snacks would be like apples and uh, unsalted peanuts. Uh, but other than that, I just make sure I go to the grocery store with my list and just stick to my list. Okay. Do you keep any, any, any temptation foods you try and keep away out the house? Like what's something you would know you would binge on if it was there? Um, any chocolate, uh, yeah, pretty much just chocolate. Cause I mean, I usually have stuff in my house that I would have to cook. Uh-huh. Uh, as long as I don't cook anything, I'm okay. Um, so it's really just chocolate. If there's like a chocolate bar or chocolate chips, then I'll just snack on those because I really like chocolate. All right. For me, it's banana pudding. No, I like another time I also ate like one of those pints of like banana pudding to the dome. So like, I was a bad guy. So I'm, say, I'm trying to be better. So I know I may talk about those unhealthy stuff, but I said like no one ever starts out healthy. And that's why us in health be we're trying to help you guys be happy, healthy and make smart life choices and keep you all out of the doctor's office in the hospital with healthy foods and healthy lifestyle habits. So again, check out our site guys. And, and also I'd like to hear about you guys. If you guys are, have also struggled to get healthy yourself. I know I have, I'd be happy to share my story with any of y'all. Y'all can reach me or Saeed at our various platforms because Saeed also had a little weight loss story too. So yeah, we're here to help, guys. We're here to help. But all right, back. All right, but back. But back on. But back on subject, Saeed. Back on subject. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, so I lost my train of thought there. Not gonna lie. You're cool, man. Uh, you were focused on uh, going over the different types of branding tricks that are. Mm-hmm dishonest deceptive or disguises uh to what is actually in the food uh and Mm -hmm. the fact that you know a lot of the foods that have those labels and those names on them aren't really healthy in either in any way at all or just don't have or don't actually make the health impact that they sort of claim or or allude to Mm -hmm. oh yeah i gave you a list of the most common ones and i'm about to give you a list of some cheap healthy foods that can be replaced for these for these uh, bad forms. All right. So, all right, guys. So, so starting off with fruits. Let's start with fruits. So let me ask you, Sai, what do you think is the cheapest fruit out there? Uh, apples or bananas? Bananas, yes, sir. So anyone out there, so for the cheapest fruit you can taste good, bananas are definitely the easiest. Said so you can buy a single banana for about a dime, if that. And a bushel for about a for about sixty to about a buck, so bananas, apples, and I would also put some kind of berries would be my big three. Each one of those could or each one of those would run you about two two fifty or less for a full serving, and with the fiber in it, it's one of those foods as I had said that's got complex fiber to go along with the sugar to make sure the sugar is absorbed slowly, and plenty of antioxidants, vitamins, and nutrients to be a suit to be a great food. So remember, guys, you want your foods to be low in calories, high in nutrients, not high in calories, low in nutrients. So I said superfoods, low, cal- low in calories, high in nutrients, junk foods, high in calories, low in nutrition. But, those are my, but that's my big three for fruits as far as veggies go. So my far, as far as veggies go, the first one I have to do is spinach. Spinach, 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 I love. Not only is it something where you can make into salads and eat very raw, but you can also cook it a little bit too without losing too much of its texture or nutrients. 
So by that, just you a quick saute. So pretty much, if y'all know how to saute spinach, it's just you take some spinach, you put it on the pan, add a little bit of oil and water, just saute it for about a second. Uh, by a second, I mean about roughly about a minute. Steve added some salt and pepper. Then after that, it's going to get a nice little wilted, gives it a nice soft texture, and then bam, it's perfect to serve with any meat or as a as a side dish for your for your entree. Then besides that. Another food I love are carrots. Carrots are also very cheap as well, too. Usually you can buy the baby carrots or you can buy uh, the whole ones. But either way, just get some carrots in you. Very, very great source of, of fuel. And then my last favorite one is going to have to be tomatoes. So I said, I know tomatoes may not be, you know, everyone's favorite. I feel like people are divided on tomatoes like they are on, like, you know, mayonnaise or something like that. People either love them or hate them, but tomatoes are packed full of nutrients all the all the water and vitamins uh also by that all the by all the water soluble vitamins i mean all the b vitamins and on top of that plenty of antioxidants it, it's like one of the greatest vegetables you can out there so again tomatoes carrots spinach those are the three veggies you got to have all very cheap you can munch on them and to go with them you can always get a light salad dressing so it's a light Make sure your, your, your salad dressing you are getting is on the lighter side. So by that, no heavy blue cheese dressing. Nah, we don't do that at healthd.com. We, we may do that at Wingstop, but here you guys should do like a nice vinaigrette, raspberry, balsamic, and eat it with your veggies so that your veggies have a little bit of flavor. And don't be afraid to add a little salt and pepper on your veggies to spice them up a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, and real quick, sorry, what's your favorite veggie? Like, what, what are your top favorite veggies? I said, like, those are mine. I guess I'll add, like, mushrooms in there, too. I, I do love mushrooms. Well, we'd, we'd want to be careful about people with uh, salt and pepper, uh, as well as the salad dressings, in case someone has an issue with salt consumption uh, or a lack of water, uh, like not drinking water, because a lot of those dressings have a lot of salt and sugar. Um, but they're also, you know, when using salt and pepper on your salad, how much salt are you actually putting on there? Is it, you know, a little sprinkle? Or are you kind of heavy handed? Oh, um, oh so really? that you just want to, you just want to watch out and make sure, uh, you know what it is that, you know, what it is that is, uh, that is affecting your body and how much of it that you're doing so that you can make sure you're not doing too much of it. Correct. As I said, yeah, yeah. So, so of course. Not throwing a cup full of salt, but a little, but a little bit of salt goes a long way with veggies. A lot of veggies have a very like mild flavor to them, where like a little bit of seasoning goes a long way. So just a little, just a little sprinkle of salt and pepper if you need to. And as far as the salad dressing, yeah, make sure as I said, make sure you get like a vinaigrette type of dressing. That's what I mean by light. So vinaigrettes usually are made of, or instead of made of like you know cream or fat, it's made out of usually oils, specifically vegetable oils that are lighter and have healthier fats. And then you want to get one that is less sugar. So that's what my favorite one is the raspberry, the balsamic vinaigrette. Uh, usually only about 15 calories per serving. So again, but there's like 30 servings in a salad dressing, but only like 15 calories per serving. And then usually they're on the ones in the lower in the sugar. The salad dressings to avoid are anything that's ranch, blue cheese, honey mustard, or the Catalina slash French, French those. Those are some of the worst ones each of those salad dressings, when you put them on, could add a full, could add about 250 to 300 calories if you're not careful. But compared with the vinaigrettes, where if you do it, it's about maybe like 80 to 100. All right. 
right, guys. So next is the next food. So as far as protein sources, cheap sources of protein that are actually healthy for y'all. Beans, the number one. You can buy a can of beans for about 60 cents. Black beans, chickpea beans, garbanzo beans, mountain beans. Most beans are good for you as long as they are not refried. So just make sure you avoid the refried beans and you should be good. Other two sources of protein I love, said fish. Specifically, there are the cheapest type of fish usually out there is catfish and tilapia. So I know with the fish, some people may not be the best fish people. So I'll, so I'll just give you an alternative. So an alternative, if you can't do fish, would just be chicken. Specifically, whole chicken that is not fried or battered or anything like that. And make sure, if you can, you get the, you get the organic chicken. So usually, I'm, only, I'm the biggest believer in organic meat because I believe the organic meat really does make a difference at the end of the day because, on average, those animals have much less antibiotics steroids and are raised in much better conditions which adds to a tastier and overall better for you meat product so if you can't do the fish which i can understand tilapia very cheap uh catfish can be very cheap but as i said if you want to but if you want to go something that's more uh well priced i would say chicken and usually you can buy your own chicken season it season it yourself to control the amount of uh, salt and and uh other stuff in it and then after that you can prepare it in your own healthy way AKA not deep fried or deep battered in beer. So again, beans, cheap fish, chicken is good as your sources of protein. Next for dairy guys, I said dairy, the, the one thing I recommend is everyone getting some Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt preferably, and mixing it with a little bit of that fruit that I told you about. So that's a great breakfast just to have a, a plain Greek yogurt. It's pretty much all good, it's good fat, hardly any sugar. And then you add it with the natural sugar and the complex carbs of some berries on top of that. You have your, now that is a breakfast meant for a commercial, not a pot, not a big old uh, bowl of cocoa puffs or anything like that. So I do. So that is the number one dairy ingredient I think you guys should have. And then besides that, as far as as far as like your milk goes, if you can, uh, if you can, uh, whole milk is not whole milk is not bad for you. If you can't do whole milk. Then I would say that you can go on to any of like the two percent ones, and then if you can, soy milk, almond milk, all those are good alternatives. But just make sure that when you get milk, you avoid chocolate milk or any flavored milk. Avoid flavored milks, no matter how good they say they are, or organic cows this, whatever. Flavored milks are going to have more sugar and worse for you. And then, and then last but not least, another my best source of cheap healthy foods are seeds. So by seeds, sunflower seeds are the best. You can buy them salted, unsalted, dry roasted, a bunch of, a bunch of different ways to have them, and they're super cheap. A buck will, will get you a bottle of sunflower seeds at your store. And then besides that, other seeds I love are flax seeds and chia seeds. Usually it's about $2 for a pound. And with the, and with the, um, with the chia seeds, you just mix them with a little bit of uh, water, and then you just let it soak for a bit. Get them, the seeds get inflated. You dr- you drink it. Great source of fiber, protein, and a very healthy source of calories. As far as the flax seeds, you can just take the flax seeds. You can sort of mix them in with your salad, or you can ch- or you can cook them uh, in whatever you're cooking. Uh, you to- the toasted seeds taste actually pretty good when you're toasting them with some vegetables or anything like that. But as I said, chia seeds, sunflower seeds, flax seeds. All great, cheap, healthy, alternative versions. 
of you know your trail mix or these granola bars. That is the way to go. All right, side. So you got any questions? You caught what I just you caught you caught everything I recommended, or you have any questions? No, I don't think so. Uh, what you mentioned about some of these different options, the vegetable oil. I mean, there's been some, there's sort of, I guess, mixed research or mixed uh, uh, opinions on vegetable oil as opposed to olive oil. So what is it about vegetable oil that makes it a good option? Well, I'm just saying in salad dressing, vegetable oil is the better option. Like, you know, these cream-based dressings, you know what I mean? It's like, they're, they're, they're just the, like, yeah, because, like, you know, the cream-based ones are like uh, blue cheese, uh, the Catalina sauce, you know what I mean? Rather than like an, an actual oil where oils are better for you than, you know, cream. Okay. Yeah, but saying olive oil is yeah probably one of the best oils you can get. Then yeah, olive yeah. But I say if you can get olive oil, do that. But overall, vegetable oil is much healthier than like you know animal oil. So like butter, lard, yeah, and that's not good for you. Okay. Yep. As long as I'm that good, sir. And then besides that, yeah, guys. So as I said like I have all this said. I have a shopping list which includes. These healthy choices on healthd.com. So, if you guys have any questions, go to healthd.com. Just type in healthy shopping list or clean clean snacks, and we got articles for you. Just check out the site at healthd.com. All right, so I think this, I think it's about time to hit some core questions. You ready for the core rapid fire section, good sir? Yeah. So we have the uh, your, the first three that you wanted to go over. So the first one is, what should I eat to lose fat? Carbs fat or protein okay so you said what what did you want to eat to lose fat eat to lose weight correct uh specifically to lose fat okay yeah so the simplest thing to if you want so if someone wants fat loss that the best way honestly would be to cut simple carbs out simple carbs are carbohydrates as Said said that are made out of refined sugar flour just simple sources that are turned to fat right away. How does sugar get turned to carbs? I mean, how does sugar get turned to fat? Pretty much when our body does not burn the sugar and if, and if it's still around, our body puts it in its long-term storage. So in our body, the short-term storage of energy is glucose or carbohydrates. The long-term energy is fat or lipids. So if you, so cut out the simple sugars and then you cut out the simple sugars and then you're going to have less carbs to work and you have less simple carbs in yourselves without those simple carbs being converted to fats. Your body will be more likely to burn those fats in combination with a healthy diet and getting some exercise. So the answer, simple carbs. Simple carbs. Uh, and that was, I guess it's, the person's name was protein and nutrition. Oh no, that's the category. The person's name is not here. Um, yep. so next one we have is what are the deficiency diseases of carbohydrates and proteins? Okay. About like a medical school question. So, so, so okay. What, so what is a deficiency disease? So yeah, so pretty much there are diseases where our body for some reason cannot absorb enough carbs or proteins. So the first one, so the first most common thing is, you know, you're just being starved and not getting enough carbs or protein. If you don't get enough, if you don't get enough carbohydrates, uh, you're going to be, uh, it's called, so for instance, uh, so carbohydrates specifically, if you don't get enough of them, their diseases are called uh, pretty much glucose storage disorders. 
So with these glucose storage disorders, for instance, you don't have an ability to break down like, for instance, sucrose. So for instance, some people can't break down sucrose. Sucrose is like the form of sugar that's found in, in fruits. So they eat sucrose, they can't break it down. Because they can't break it down, they're going to get like bad diarrhea. They're going to get like some headaches. So pretty much they're missing an enzyme that breaks down the sugar. Therefore, they can't absorb sugar properly, and that causes problems. For proteins, they're, they're called lipid storage disorders, and they pretty much work the same thing. For some reason, our body can't absorb proteins, and we become deficient in it. When we become deficient in proteins, our skin breaks down, uh, we don't heal as well, and it creates a whole bunch of problems. So pretty much they're just carbohydrate storage disorders and protein storage disorders. How do you know if you have them? Usually these diseases are, are manifest very early in life. As doctors, we sort of screen for these diseases when children are born. So usually you'll know early in life if you have one of these disorders, and, and we can probably treat you for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. How does CBD affect the body when used in conjunction with a low-carb diet? Okay, yep. So uh, I don't know if you know about this side, but there have recently been some celebrities that have been endorsing in combination using CBDs with a low-carb diet to some efficiency. So, you know, of course, whatever a celebrity says, you got to just take with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? But as far as the actual research goes, so as far as my research goes into articles I've read, uh, yeah, so pretty much, but pretty much there is really no effect between CBDs and a low carbohydrates. The only, so yeah, there's really no connection with that. Even though some celebrities say like in combination with like, with these two things, they, they've, lo they've lost weight. In my opinion, I think it's more of like a keto thing with carbohydrates. And, the, you know, they're on some kind of CBD diet in Hollywood. They're losing weight. I, I don't know. But for this, but I didn't do this. I like answering questions like this because it forces me, like, to learn something. But in my research, there was no link between a low any association between a low-carb diet and CBD in terms of weight loss or health or anything like that. Okay. And that's just a weird combination. I, I was confused initially when I first saw that question. But I guess, I it's, yeah. it's, I guess if that's a new fad diet or whatever. Um, yeah, it's like a fat life. So I said, people, people in Hollywood are just weird, man. Like, actors are weird. Yeah, I mean, hey, to each his own, I guess. All right. I mean, I think I'm a little weird, but it's like, where'd they come up with this stuff? You know, like Scientology. That's all you got to say. You know what I mean? Scientology. Um, as <laughs> a Scientologist, uh, enjoy yourself. Um, <laughs> what does no one tell you about hospitals? All right, side. So so the biggest thing about hospitals that no one tells you is that there is a hospital price and a regular price. So let me ask you this side. How much do you think two Advil, two, I mean, two ibuprofen costs at a gas station? A bottle or just two pills? Just two pills. Like how much would you, yeah, just two pills or. I guess 10 cents. However, you know, however many pills in the bottle, uh, whatever the price is divided by however many pills are in the bottle. I was gonna say like two bucks or something. I was thinking about like you know those single packets they have in the gas station. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, you know they sell them like two packs of like you know Motrin, Aleve, you know just for that quick relief. Now let me ask you how much. So how much? Let's say like three bucks. How much do you think two ibuprofen costs at the hospital while you're admitted? Fifty to a hundred bucks. Yep, that's about right. It's about ten times or. 50 times the price. Pretty much there's a hospital price and a regular price for everything. So pretty much in general how hospitals work is that 
pretty much how I was working general is that insurance companies they have a whole bunch of people that are insured under them. So so they'll so so they'll go to the hospital and be like, "Hey guys, we have all these people that we're gonna bring to your hospital and bring you business, but we want to we want a different but we want a, a different pricing on things." So pretty much they, they they sort of dictate what the prices that the hospital will give these services at. You know what I mean? So in order so in order for the hospital to make money and the insurance to make money, they mark up prices at hospital prices and regular prices, and also prices also differ on what kind of insurance you have. You following me? So that there's a different yeah. price to pay if you have insurance versus not, and there's a different price to pay if you were in the hospital and not. So pretty much in the hospital, everything is everything is trumped up to charge up more to insurance. So then insurance charges more money, the hospital charges more money, and ultimately everyone makes more money and everyone's happy. Oh wait, no, no, wait, no, nope, no one's happy. Never mind. No, but yeah, hospital, the, the hospital price and the, they were regular prices. You know what I mean? So for instance, I like, if I was to, to, to give you some stitches, it'd be about like 20, 30 bucks a stitch. If I did in the hospital, it'd be like three times that much. Dang. All right. Yeah. What is your favorite type of procedure to perform as a phys- as a physician and why? It, I have one in the clinic and one in when I'm actually in the hospital. So I went in the clinic. The one actually procedure I love to do the most is removing earwax. I don't know why, but I just love the satisfaction I get when I get out that wax and see a clear eardrum. I don't know why. It's just so satisfying and rewarding to me. Is that weird? Might, might be a little weird, but I like it. I, I don't care. And then no, besides that, with the uh, huh? like cleaning out their eardrums, right? Yeah, you know, just take you know, pretty much. Yeah, we just, I just put in a little bit of cleaning ear, uh, solution in there, let it out, and then I just get the loose wax out. I don't know why, man. It's just so satisfying. Mm. Okay, all right. And then when I'm in the hospital, now my favorite one is uh, arterial line. So an arterial line is pretty much you use one hand, you have an ultrasound machine. So it's a machine where you press on someone's skin. It, it, it's sort of like a sonar device. It sends out sound waves, and then sound waves bounce back and produce an image. So you have to use your one hand to, to create an image, and your other hand, you're putting a needle into someone's radial artery. So the radial artery is that artery right below your thumb on the right, on the right part of your wrist. So if you feel the right part of your wrist right under your thumb, you should be able to feel that artery. We, need, we, we put a needle in that one to put a pressure wire in there to get a more accurate blood pressure, especially if someone's having really low blood pressure than really sick. I like that one because it's sort of like a game because you sort of have to use your left hand to create the image and the right hand to get the needle into the, into the line, into the artery correctly. So it's sort of like a fun little game, you know what I mean? So I, I like that. It's like a, like a little video game. So I, I like that procedure the best. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right, side. So I think that's about it. I, I think this was a, a very successful episode. I think to sum it up, we talked about the differences between foods that people think are healthy versus the ones that are how some companies brand foods as healthy when they're not, especially using serving size, all natural or low fat slash low carb. And we just gave you a list of some healthy alternatives that are cheap that won't break the bank but keep you happy and healthy. All right, side. Do you have anything else to add as we close off the show? No, man. I think we, uh, I think we pretty much covered everything, but 
just sort of as a reminder, uh, you know, to anybody who's concerned about uh, wellness and health, try to make sure that the list of ingredients is as short as possible. If you see anything other than uh, a type of food or, or something for food, as far as like this ingredient, like peanut butter should have peanuts or salt or something like that, that you recognize. If you see something that looks like some sort of crazy scientific term, just, you know, ask yourself, do I want to put a science experiment inside, inside of my body? So, you know, I guess that's my non-technical advice, my non-medical advice there. No, well, it's good advice, guys. Remember, if it doesn't come in a package, if it's, if it's in a wrapper or the package, chances are not as good, not as good for you. And then besides that, guys, I said, just go to healthy.com. We have our articles talking about how to get a good shopping list healthy snacking alternatives, and what foods to avoid on healthy.com, where we teach y'all how to be happy and healthy. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. This was the Health D Weekly Podcast with Dr. Bramwell and Saeed Bramwell-Gordon signing out. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us today on uh, Being Healthy. Remember to check out the Being Healthy website or the Healthy website. That's H-E-A. L-T-H-D-Y dot com. Thanks, everybody. This has been Being Healthy with Dr. Chris Bramwell. Remember, listening to Being Healthy in no way creates a doctor-patient relationship. The opinions provided should not be viewed as medical advice. And remember, please consult with your doctor before making any changes to your diet or habits. Thanks again for listening, guys.